my bondage. God, you are my freedom. In my weakness, God, you are my power. Wow, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Lift up your Bibles, everybody. Lift up your Bibles. High above your head. Whether the Bible is on your phone, whether the Bible is on an iPad, or the Bible is in your bag, you take it out of your bag, if it's in your bag, whatever it is, lift it up high. It's, could it be that all of you on that session don't have Bibles at all? Anything with the Bible on or the Bible itself. Can I see? Lift it up high. I'm checking your Bibles. Check him. Find out whether your neighbor has a Bible. Ask him. Ask him, where is your Bible? Where is your Bible? What a shock. Have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel We. Mm-hmm. 
sent us your son but you left us with the bible we thank you for the treasure of your word we asking you to direct us every day of our lives by the words of this book because they are the words of life heaven and earth will pass away but not an iota of your word will pass unfulfilled we asking that today in this morning let that infallible way Rule in every heart and minister to every spirit. Be gracious to us, O God, and do for us what we can never do for ourselves. Rule in our hearts by your weight and by your spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. But before you sit down, you sit down too quickly. Move to seven people and tell them, I'm happy to see you in church today. I'm very happy to see you in church. Seven. Seven. Give them high five, shake them, hug them, tell them, I'm really, really happy to see you in church. Where's Jeff? You know what happened? Listen, listen. On the road to Emmaus, when the two disciples were traveling, and then Jesus met them, and Jesus went into the house with them and began to explain to them the word of God. Bible says that it was getting dark, and Jesus was going. The disciples said, Please stay with us for it is getting dark. So that's Stay with us for a while. Azaria Asan is getting dark. And then the second part says that won't you chire That's all. Singapore. 
of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a scripture that the disciple, what a, what a word the guy said. Stay with us for it is getting dark. Do you understand it? But the constraining man said, abide. that's how they got the song. Abide with me Fast was the evening time. The darkness the deepens. Lord with me abide. You know, it's not a funeral song. It was a song that is comforting song. Can I have an amen? Abide with me. Fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens. 
Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts bleed, help of the helpless soul abide with me. May he abide with you. May he stay with you. Because it's getting dark. Can I have an amen? But it's a light of life. When he stays with you, no darkness will overwhelm, overwhelm you. When he stays with you, no darkness will over, overtake you. Can I have your loudest amen? So we are blessed this beautiful Sunday morning. Bless God for all the beautiful songs of the choir sang. From the hymn choir through to the aloes and the... Um, Fred's Breeze, and of course, um, Reverend Isaac, I must say Bishop Isaac, all right? Reverend Isaac, what he played, amen? And then the Spike Nuts, they are fantastic. Why don't you clap for the Spike Nuts? They are in a, in a they've entered a, a new realm. So this morning, I'm going to just teach you on a very important subject. Turn your Bible with me to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 7. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 7. Right. And I want you to read it out. Disturb everybody apart from yourself. Ready to go. Render therefore to all their due. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Can we read it again? Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Can we read from the New Living Translation? It says, NLT, Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes. So the government will do the roads, isn't it? <laughs> Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to them. Oh, nothing... No, no, no. I didn't finish reading. Is that it? Verse 7. Uh-huh. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Can I have an amen? Right. So, the Bible expects us to do what is right. Amen. Hold your neighbor's shoulder and say, do what is right. I mean, I didn't say hand, shoulder and shake him and say, do what is right. Alright? So, when you work, you must pay your taxes. And when you pay your taxes, they must do the route. What do you think about that? Yeah. And then, so, God expects us to do 
are what is right to do what we ought to do. So there are people that Bible is saying that pay tribute to them, give them their due, custom to them. That is why, in even in marriage, we do not, at least in this part of the world, you don't just find a woman in the street and say, I'll marry you. You have to give custom to whom custom is due. The woman had parents. So you cannot marry, take the woman and take her and say, I'm taking you to my house. And the woman is also following you. She's a foolish woman. If she follows you, foolish girl. My name is Yetisake. I'm the one who said that. Yes, the person must carry you, go and see your parents, and do what is customary rights. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, if you don't do that, you know, there are three aspects of marriage. We have what we call the custom, that is the engagement in the church. That's what we see. You do what is, what is right. You go and see the father, you take a cloth, a piece of cloth for the father, a, a piece of cloth for the mother, and add some money, 100 cities or 200, add it to the mother, give the father 500, give the mother 100, something like that. Anyway, it depends on what you want. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you see, add it and then give it to the father and the mother. And then give the ladies, brothers, a contensekai. No, a contensekai. The second that they use, that they give to your in-law, a contensekai. <laughs> Do you understand it? Martha, do you understand it? The knife, the, you see, normally, well, there are two meaning, two interpretations. That's the second, the cutlass. You know, first of all, they say that in those days, they were farmers. And then the Akonta, that is the lady's brother, was it's supposed to be farmers. So you give them money to go and buy cutlass so they can weed and have money and uh, have a big farm. The other meaning is that the the man is supposed to go and buy a cutlass. So anybody who comes to look up for the sister, they say, I will kill it right now because I give my sister to somebody else. So you have that's our content second. <laughs> Just prepare the second one. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so you've got to do all that and satisfy custom. That is the first aspect of marriage. The second one is the the the, the legal and the spiritual part. So the spiritual part is when you have done the custom, then you also come to church and then we bless you and pronounce you husband and wife in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen? amen. Very important that you, 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 you invoke God's blessing into your life and marriage. Very important. So the fact that you have done the customary part doesn't complete the process. The, other, the second part is the church one. And then the third one is the legal. Because even if you come and Bishop Pazzi lays hands on you and proclaim your husband and wife and all that, and you kiss in church and all that, you are still not legally married until you sign the legal register. Do you understand? So that must also be fulfilled. So if you don't fulfill these three aspects, you are not yet married. I thought, I, I thought somebody was, is understanding me. So that is why the Bible says that custom to whom custom is due, honor to whom honor is due. So they have everybody and their due. So you must fulfill all righteousness. That is what Jesus said when he came to be baptized. And John said, you are the son of God. You rather must baptize me because you are very, you are, the, you are coming from God. You are the son of God. 
And Jesus said, no. Suffer it to be so now. Allow it to be done now so that all righteousness can be fulfilled. So Jesus came to the word legally. You know, Jesus was the son of God. He could have just landed in Kotoka uh, International Airport from heaven. Yes, I right, the son of God, like, like a superman. Yes, he has arrived. But Jesus had to have legal authority. That is why he was conceived for nine months. And then went through all that he was so that his existence here, existence here was, would be legal. Over the son of God. And actually the creator of the world. But he had to become an ordinary human being and fulfill all righteousness. I thought somebody saying what I'm saying. Are you hearing, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm saying this, this is uh, part of the message, but just as a reminder, if you are here and you're already, maybe you, you, you live together with somebody for many years, you have not officially blessed your marriage, we want you to come and then we want to have a mass wedding. That is, um, even if you want to, yeah, we want to have a mass wedding, bless the marriages, and then you carry on. Doesn't matter how many years you are married, you still need the God's blessing and then the legal aspects. So make sure you come and see who? Lady um, Pastor Monica, can you stand? All right, please come and see her after the service because we want to fix the date for the um, mass wedding. And I believe it's going to be very, very powerful. Amen. And not only that, you don't, maybe you are just planning to get married, but you don't want to spend so much money. You know, sometimes wedding can be useless. The expense of weddings can be useless, I tell you. Yeah. No, mo- not sometimes, most of the time. Thank you. Your wife didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Most of the time, it's useless. So some, you can decide that, look, instead of going to spend, oh, buy a Coca-Cola, Fanta, one day I was taking with a pastor who was getting married. And as he was getting married, he saw people were eating and said, hey, all of them from my pocket. He, he, he didn't, he said he doesn't have appetite because the more that he has spent, the people are eating like that. So I don't know, I've not seen this, who is this person who is eating my food? And he kept on looking at people eating and collecting. Hey, he doesn't know them from Adam. They were eating his money. I tell you. And they didn't bring any gift. They brought uh, glasses and wall clock. <laughs> what a shock. Anyway, so please see. Um, and also, if you have a beloved, you are in a relationship, and we don't know about it, it is illegal. Should I say it again? At the part, do you understand what I'm saying? If you have somebody who is interested in you and you're also accepted to say, yes, I also like you. And you're moving in the dark corners of Accra. What a shock. <laughs> Are you there? Go home. Yeah. You know, me and me on Accra, Accra. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey, please, if you have accepted to marry him, come and see Lady Pastor Monica so that we enter your name properly on a register of those with beloveds. So that we can buy a second. If we see somebody else following you, we'll cut off his head. What do you think? No, no, I'm telling you. If somebody has proposed to you and you have said yes, that is what it be. A beloved is someone that said, I love you, and said, I also love you. And the person said that I'll marry you and say, Yes, I'll also I'll agree that you marry me. When you have gotten that level, come and let us register. Am I talking to anybody here? And then we can go to counseling. And we can prepare you towards marriage. Because marriage is not a simple thing. It's very complicated. 
You knew, even, though, even though so I prepared for one year, I know somebody, he went for counseling three months in his church, in, in, in the ladies' church, said it's not enough, and came for six months also in, in our church, nine months of counseling. After they married, they are quarreling. <laughs> so even two years, you know, it doesn't mean, it doesn't safeguard you from quarreling. But at least you need some amount of counseling. Am I talking to anybody here? And sister, if there's a brother who's always visiting you, eating your food, your love, and after that, you take toothpick and remove the thing from, 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 from his teeth, and then cross his leg and watch your teeth, put his leg on your center table, and watch TV in your house. And then when you're going out, when you're going to see him up, he's trying to squeeze your breast and your buttocks. Say, hey, brother. If you want to marry me, let's go and see the lady pastor in the church and let's write the name. You cannot be walking around like that. Oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he watches your love that was so below. <laughs> anyway, let's stay with the word of God. So, all this is part of the message I'm preaching. Anyway, somebody say amen. Right. So, quickly, quickly, um, I'm talking to you today about honor relationships. Honor relationships. Somebody say honor relationships. In other words, relationships should flourish. Great relationships flourish when we honor and give honor to whom honor is due. Where there's no honor, there is no great relationship. Amen. I said amen. Where there is no honor, there is no great relationship. Now, honor is important in all relationships. Somebody say amen. That's a relationship that honor may not be so important. Like if you are my friend, I am and Cynthia and Auntie Jane, you are friends and so on. Oh, I haven't seen for a long time. You laugh. You teach you, you, you uh, um, cheat, uh, cheat or tease each other and all that and so on. It's just a normal relationship. Do you understand? It's just a friendship relationship. So when you're angry, I'm angry with you. You didn't call me. Oh, me too. Oh, leave me alone. That is normal relationship. Do you understand? So in that relationship, honor may not be so, so important. It doesn't mean you don't respect the person. But it is normal relationship. Do you understand? But there's a relationship that honor must be important. Somebody say amen. And so that is what I'm teaching you this morning, very briefly. Number one, you must honor the Father in heaven. Can I have an amen? You must honor the Father in heaven. If you honor him, your relationship with the Heavenly Father will be greatly enhanced. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30. I'm taking my time. Say, Bishop, take your time. You know, it's not every day, every day that we shout and we jump around. Today is a very sober, beautiful um, service that we are enjoying. So, you must enjoy it along with us. Have you seen... First Samuel chapter 2, verse 13. Let's all read together. Ready, go. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house 
and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord say, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Now this is the prophet Samuel speaking to um, so this is a God speaking to Eli. Eli had children. And Eli wasn't honoring God enough. And God had promised him that he was going to make his children walk before, God, God said going to make Eli's children walk before him all the years. But Eli didn't respect God enough. And God said that because of what you have done, you have not honored me as your heavenly father. Because Eli's children were misbehaving. They were sleeping with the women in the church. They were eating the best of the offerings. And they were doing all sorts of, I mean, behaviors. And then God said to Eli, that listen, I am I'm retracting what I promised. I'm taking back the promise I gave you. Are you there? Yeah. Eli was very old and, um, and so on. Look at it. And sons did what, what was wrong and so on. Now, let's go to Genesis 30 because of time. Verse 30. The Bible says that God says, God told him, Look, if they that honor me, I will honor. May you honor the Father in your life. I said, May God be honored in your life. I didn't hear you, amen at all. And God said, They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. In other words, if you don't respect me, I will also not respect you. What a word. Now, I'm saying to you, you know, as we carry along, I don't know how long I'm going, I'm just for two, three weeks, and then we'll come back to other things. But I'm saying to you this morning, that in your life, you must honor the Heavenly Father. Honor means taking the word of a person seriously. If you honor a person, you take his word seriously. You respect what the person says. If you honor your father, father says, sit down, you sit down. It's a sign of honor. But if a father says, still, I said, I'm, I'm going, I'm walking away, you are likely esteeming your father. And God said, they that likely esteem me, I will also despise. What a word. What a word. When it comes to paying your tithes, if you can take 10% of your salary and bring it as tithing, you're honoring God. I don't know why you are quiet. I don't know why you are quiet. I'm talking to you. And God said that, listen, if you honor me, I will also honor you. The place is getting very chilly. Hmm. I'm preaching to somebody here. Say, preach, Bishop, preach. I'm telling you. God said that if you honor me, I will honor you. So if you learn to honor God in your tithing, say, God, you gave me the job. You look after me. You bless me. You help me. My salary is, is 1,000 cities. So today I'm bringing 100 Ghana cities as my, to honor you. God said that I will also honor you. But sometimes, can I have a tight, tight uh, uh, envelope? Envelope. You, your your salary is 1,000 cities. And then you take this envelope and put in 20 cities. 20 Ghana cities. You deserve the best. You deserve the best. You must understand you deserve the worst, not the best. Because what is in the envelope is actually not your tithe. And God is saying that 
Listen, put that, hey, put that scripture back. You look at it. Look at it. Look at it. He says, but it may be far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. But they that despise me, in other words, they that treat me without respect, I will also likely esteem. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I feel that you are the reason for this message. Tell your neighbor. Uh-huh. Amen. Some of you put in money that is torn, that then catch a seller didn't take. You say, as for this one, the church will go, go as for God, he likes anything. And you put in the offering. But God is saying to you here that if you honor him, he will honor you. Can I have a loud amen? But if you despise him, despise him, despise him. When we come to church in, in our service, and sometimes the way we treat God, a lot of despisement. We are preaching and then you are doing something else. You are doing your WhatsApp. You are, doing, you, you are not interested in what is going on at all. You cannot do this in, 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 when you go and visit the president. You cannot be on your WhatsApp and you are chatting to your neighbor in the presence of the president. You are looking at me. I'm preaching to you. Amen. I said amen. Are you still here? God is looking for people that he will honor. May God locate you. May the honor of God find you. And when God honors you, then God will lift you very, very high. I see God lifting somebody higher and higher and higher. God will lift you higher and higher and higher. Somebody and you are earning 800 cities. Soon you'll be earning 8,000 cities. God will honor you. I said, God will honor you. Somebody here, you have been drive, coming to church in Trotro. Soon you'll be driving your car to church. God will honor you. I said, God will honor you. Am I talking to anybody here? May God find somebody that he will honor in this church. Somebody he will, he will lift up high in this church. May God not likely esteem you. You know, once you esteem somebody like you, it means that when you step you don't even mind the person. Person calls you, oh, leave me. When you're, 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 you're ring, you, your phone is ringing and, and then you see the person's name, oh, leave the phone. I, I, it's, it's come to waste my time. God should never say, when he hears you pray, say, look, look at him. Hey, let, let, me, let me go and attend to this one and leave this one. I mean, you're praying. God's mobile phone is ringing. You see, God sees your name. And God says, oh, Benjamin, is that what they say? Benjamin, eh? how they say it? Whatever they say, it, the, the way it says. What, what does it mean? Fioko. <laughs> what a shock. Are you saying you have gone home? Are you still in church? Are the, you hear what I'm saying? The young children, are you listening to what I'm saying? When you come to church, listen, you must learn to honor God in church. Amen. Honor God in church. And God will also honor you. God will lift you up. God will bless you. God will exalt you. God will favor your cause. Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. Some people honor their wives more than God. Oh yeah. For some people, their wife is like their God. Yeah. Recently I heard a song. Somebody sang this song many years ago and then it just happened that I heard it. 
after many years, Christian song. And then took up, uh, the man is singing to his wife, I love and adore you. He said, hey. You tell your wife, I love and I adore you. So, reason of adoring, you know, do, do, adore, do you know what adoration means? Revenue, do adoration, you know what it means? Yes. To adore, find it. Find the find meaning for me. Adore. Eh? How do you find the meaning? What does it mean? Love and respect someone deeply. Mm-hmm. Worship and worship. And venerate. And venerate. Venerate. You know, I venerate my wife. I venerate my wife. Hey! Meanwhile, there's another singer who sang a song, Kid Green. He said, he told his, he said I told my wife on, my, on, my, on our wedding day, I'd rather die than to love you more than Christ. What a message to tell your wife on your wedding day. I'd rather die than to love you more than Christ. Mm. You're looking at me. Yeah. You are, you, it's a simple day. They honor, they, I mean, some wife, they honor their husband more than God. Their husband is more than God. More than God. I didn't come to church. My husband says you live fufu every day, every day, your husband. You're looking at me. I'm preaching to you. Respect your husband. But... You must place God in his right place. Let not anybody be comparable to God. Somebody shout amen. Am I talking to you this morning? Some of them ladies, they, 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 they honor their children even more than God. Yes. Their children, they are more than God. They, they, they honor them more than God. When they're children, when they children, I say, hey, it's amazing, you know. Sometimes, you see, when my little daughter, just a little baby, when she turns, my wife will jump. No, when I touch her, she's not moving. When the baby, and then she jump. As if the baby microphone is in her stomach, I tell you. Baby's lying in her bed somewhere. She's crying, and she jumps. Well, me, the human being, when I touch her, she can't feel the touching. What a shock. Meanwhile, they came to meet us, isn't it? These children came to meet us in the house. They are our products. They are our offspring. But we have been relegated. Relegated. <laughs> you are looking at me. Anyway, so let's carry on quickly because of time. Now listen, listen. I'm saying this and, and I'm teaching this thing so that we can love your wife, love your husband and all that. But... Let God be in a special category. I'm telling God can take your wife or your husband away. Pam like that. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. God said, I'm a jealous God. I'm a jealous God. I don't want anybody to come near me. I don't want anybody to be close to me. Nobody should be more important than me. I'm telling you. So, if you, you see, I, I'm saying to all of us as as a church that we must come to the place where God is revered. When we honor him and we bless him. When you come to church, your clothes should not be too nice for you to kneel down or lie down. In heaven, they cast their 24 elders, they kneel down, they cast their golden crowns. You are wearing fake, uh, fake something. They, their proper golden crowns, they cast it down. And they lie prostrate. 
You are wearing cream, cream trousers. You cannot kneel down. You are looking at me. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. When others are dancing, lifting their hands, worshiping, tears are running on their cheeks, they look like they're fanatics. They look like they're extremists. You, there's no emotion in your life. No emotion. When it comes to church, you are so stiff and dry and boring. But in the nightclub, the way you, you move your waist, you move your body, you move your chain. Hey, you're looking at me. I'm talking to you right there. Yes. When they touch you, ooh, 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 ooh. But when it comes to church, all your emotions are dead. All you're looking at is your watch. Who on the man finished preaching? I'm not finished preaching now. I'm not finished preaching now. I just started preaching. I, I just started preaching. So I want to go to a church where the pastor can preach for about 20 minutes, but just one and a half hours. I'm preaching two and a half hours today. If you like, challenge me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Let's just place God where he belongs. Can I have an amen? Let's just place God where he belongs. He inhabits the praise of his people. Jesus taught us to pray and said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, when it comes to God, you've got to attract God's attention by your adoration, your praise, your honoring God in your life. And when you honor him, then he comes and inhabits your praise. And everything, everything, everything that you know, by the time you finish praises, by the time you finish adoring and honoring God, do you understand what I'm saying? When you say God's head is asleep, God is so happy. That's what Jesus tells us to pray. So when you pray, say, that is how you start your prayer. Our Father, who church in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And you're praising God. And God says, mm, I like this, I like, I like this. By the time you get to, give us this daily bread. God is just giving you a car, giving you a house. Just giving this because God is just, God is just moved. I'm telling you. When you honor and respect and adore a person, the person can give you anything at all. Sometimes I've been thinking, yeah. If your wife is nice to you, before you realize that, give your wife your ATM card. Go and take all the money, but don't add the PIN number. I mean, just give the card to her. What a shock. Are you sitting here or going home? So, number two, quickly, let's go on, quickly. Where's my pen? Right. So, number, the first thing about honor, you must honor God, the Father. Number two, if you honor Jesus, your relationship with Jesus will be sweet. Amen. Honor Jesus and it will give life to your relationship with Jesus. Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 14. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 14. Bible says, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. Amen. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. So honoring Jesus is very important because it will let Jesus treat you very well. May Jesus treat you very nicely. I say, may Jesus treat you very nicely. Amen. You honor Jesus sometimes by honoring the person that Jesus sent. Yes. If Jesus sent me and you honor me, 
You are honoring Jesus who sent me. Can I have an amen? That's what the scripture says. If you receive, if anybody receives you, he receives me. And he that receives me, receives him that sent me. That's how it moves. And Jesus gave us a beautiful parable in Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 13, 14. Matthew 25 verse 14. The Bible says, and the king answers, shall answer and say to them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Can I have an amen? That is how to honor Jesus. I said what? No, some of you are not coming along. What did I say? I didn't hear. What did I say? How do you honor Jesus? By honoring the person that is sent by Jesus. That's what he said. He said, the king said, for as much as ye have done it to one of the least of the, these my brethren, you have done it to me. So you see, Jesus, you see, sometimes, you know, we, of course, we don't see Jesus physically. But the fact of the matter is that when you honor his church, when you honor his servants, you are honoring Jesus himself. One day, the Bible talks about the man called Saul, who was walking with the intention to go and attack and kill the believers in Damascus. And this man was walking and going there. And Saul and his other men were all going to, with an intention to attack the church. I feel pity for governments who attack churches. I pity them. I pity them. I tell you. So this guy had an intention to go in the synagogues and um, find the believers and attack them and all that. Saul was traveling along the way. As he was traveling, he heard a voice. Listen to this. Bible said, James Damascus, and suddenly light shined around him in the, I mean, from heaven and verse 4. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? You know, Jesus is in heaven. But Jesus said, Saul, what you are, you are actually persecuting me. So any attack on the church is a direct attack on Christ. I'm preaching. Any attack on any pastor is an attack on Christ. Even if in your, in your own estimation or in your understanding, the person is not doing what is right, leave him to God. Because in attempting to attack in the least, they say the least of them. That means that the one fault of mistakes, the one who is not your best of the pastors, if you attack them, they say you're attacking Jesus himself. Don't watch TV and attack pastors. If you don't agree with them, turn to another channel and go and watch uh, a Khan drama or a Nigerian movie. But do not attack any pastor. Because you may think they are wrong. You may think that, you may say whatever, but Jesus said that if you, the, anything you do for the least, that means that nobodies, nobodies, you are doing it to him. I don't know whether you guys are hearing what I'm saying. I understand what I'm saying. I understand, I understand what I'm saying. Mm. Very important. Amen. And the Bible says, So, so, why are you persecuting me? 
Don't speak against the Catholic Church. Don't speak against Methodists, against any church, against any whether charismatic, automatic, charismatic, whatever it is. Leave them to God. Amen. I said what? I said what? Don't attack any pastor. Don't criticize. Leave them to God. If you are in this church and you don't like me, you don't like my preaching, you don't like Yeti Saki, please, no problem at all. There are many churches from this place to the junction. There are about 12 churches on the way. Go and join one of them, but don't stay in the church and criticize your pastor. Amen. I said amen. Look, I'm telling you, if you like, when you're going home, count the number of churches before you get to the end, top of this hill. You can count five, six, seven churches, all of them on the road here. Get the two road. So why do you come to a place where you are killing the pastor, you are not happy with the pastor, the pastor talks too much, he shouts too much, when he's preaching, he doesn't stand in one place, so we are feeling dizzy. Why does he start? Hey, excuse me. That's the style I know. <laughs> are you there? I've gone home. Why does he stand still? And then we look at him, and move here, and tell him, uh, look, the, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. This is our style. I said, this is what? Our style. And we are not going to change our style before, because of you. Amen? You are not bound. You are not bound. It is, it, is, it is dangerous to stay in a church where you're always criticizing the leader. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. Jesus said, you are, you, 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 you are persecuting. You are persecuting. Hey, you are persecuting Jesus. Serious. Look at the, the, the next verse. The next verse. And he said, who art thou, Lord? If you don't know him, why do you call him Lord? <laughs> who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. In the meantime, Jesus is in heaven. And Paul, Saul is going to uh, Damascus to attack the church. And Jesus said, I am the one you are persecuting. Tell you. And he added, it is hard. For you to kick against the bricks. Yeah, thongs. You see, one day, uh, somebody, when I was a little boy, I remember somebody came to visit my mother in the house. Now, when he came, there was a little football, little boy lying in the house. We live in a compound house. So it was a little dark. It's uh, maybe about 8, 7, 8 p.m. So this gentleman was coming to see my mother. And then when he came, he saw the boy lying there. And then he get the boss lying close to the wall. So I said, every young man would do. He just pulled his leg, hit the wall. Whom? Just that's as a, for fun. Hit the wall. The boy against the wall. He didn't know that it was a short put. Short puts. Short, you know the short put material, the metal. You know the short put thing that they hold and they throw. It's run like a ball. He thought it was a ball. So he went. He went back. The energy, I tell you. Can you imagine? Solid metal. That's what it means to kick against the bricks. We were there when we heard screaming. Ah! The man screamed because all the toes, like that, broken. 
Because the strength was hitting the ball. I'm telling you, I don't think he would ever forget the rest of his life. He will never forget this thing. The man screamed. I tell you. So you see, Jesus said, So, what you are doing, eh? You are actually hurting yourself. You are hurting yourself. Nobody can stand against the church of God. No power can stand against the church of God. No authority can stand against the church of God. Don't join those who hit against the pricks. They are hurting themselves. They are shortening their lives. I'm telling you. They are shortening their lives. Mm. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. How many of you are hearing the word? You see, today is like a teaching service. Where's my, where's my Bible? Hmm. Amen. I said amen. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? So, number one, you must honor the father. Number two, you must honor the son. And you honor the son by honoring the one sent by, his, by the son. Amen. Otherwise, you are fighting against the church, against God. Number three, honor the Holy Spirit. If you honor the Holy Spirit, he will give life. It will give life to your relationship with the Holy Spirit. When you honor him, it will give life to your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29. Hebrews 10, 29. Of how much sorrow punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who had trodden underfoot the Son of God and accounted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and had done despite Unto the spirit of grace. He has done despite. Unto the spirit of grace. Now the word despite. Know that word there. Despite. It's make, it's make, it makes us to understand that. You must not dishonor the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. But there you shout amen. Or you are, are you sleeping? Ask your neighbor, are you awake or you are, you, are, you are in the church? Are you in the church? Do you understand the message I'm preaching? I said, number one, honor the Father. When you honor Him, you have a good relationship with the Father. Honor, the whole, honor Jesus. If you honor Jesus, you have good relationship with Jesus. And number three, honor the Holy Spirit. Because you need a good relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Honor Him. Do not despise. Some people make mockery of speaking in tongues. When they hear believers, are you one of the people? I mean, say, like it's a joke. Please do not dishonor the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, Amen. In the Bible, Holy Spirit, He killed people. He killed people. A man and his wife, they lied against the Holy Spirit. And then Paul, Peter said, 
Why did you, Anas and Sapphira, why did you lie against the Holy Spirit? And then Anas told the first lie. And then he, he died. And when his wife came, his wife said, oh, also told the second lie. Those who carried his husband, her husband to the mortuary are those who came and carried uh, the, the woman also. The Holy Spirit is very, very wild. So don't joke with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. No, I didn't hear you shout amen. Are you still in church? Number four, I need to finish now. Oh, I said two and a half hours. I preached for only one hour, so I have one and a half hours more. <laughs> Say, preach, Bishop, preach. Number four, honor your prophets and it will give life to your relationship with your prophets. Amen. Honor your prophets, it will give life. To your relationship with your prophet. Look at Mark chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 5. Mark chapter 6, verses 4 and verse 5. Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country. And among his own kin. And in his own house. Three places where the prophet is not on it. Number one. In his own country. Number two. Among his own kin or tribe. And number three. In his own house. Somebody say help me, say, help me Jesus. I dare you say, help me, Jesus. These are the three places a prophet is not on it. In his own country. Number two, among his own family members or tribe. And number three, in his own house. The person is not respected. You the word respect is stronger than even honor. You will understand it better. Bible says that all ashes, please wake up. Make sure you don't sleep. Man of God, are you, are, are you with me? No, very important. Where's your, I, was, I was looking for you today. Where's your trumpet? I don't, I don't know who plays the trumpet. Why don't you play a game? I've not seen on the stage for a long time. Huh? Where's your mom? Is your mother in church? She's here. She didn't come today. All right. Very good. Now Listen. Listen. I know you are tired, but I, I will finish preaching, so let me finish preaching, okay? <laughs> are you still here? I'm saying that, what are the three places where a prophet is not on it? Number one, your own country, your own country. Number two, among your own people, your own king, your, that's your king, your people. Those who know your classmates, your friends, your colleagues, they will not honor you. And number three, your own house. Your house. What a shock. Now, that is very, very, very serious. Very, very, very serious. You don't honor the person. The person is so honored. You know, sometimes men of God, when they travel out of their country, you can come and see power. It's called the aura of the visitor. Yeah. But in their own country, where they come from, they look so ordinary. 
They look like, ah, sometimes you can watch, some of you have even watched our bishop on TV and say, hey, is that the bishop that I know? Yes, it's the bishop that you know. But sometimes when you're out in a certain place where people are not familiar, so are familiar with the person, that himself will arrive. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to God that in this church I preach quite well. Clap your hands for the Lord. Please bring the prophet all the way to the front. Pro Makai, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow. Yes, sir. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> what a shock. Oh, yeah. I preach well. I said I preach well. Like I'm preaching this morning. Am I told Because I believe that you, you, uh, you, you, you respect me. Or you don't respect me. Maybe a few don't, but most of you respect me. Ask your neighbor, are you one of those who don't respect your pastor? Are you one of those who don't respect your pastor? Warn the person, this is your last time. I won't sit by you again if you don't respect your pastor. They, they, those guys they didn't come to church today. What a shock. Are you still here? I said, are you still in church? Three places where a man of God is not honored. His country. His country. His country. Yeah. I'm telling you. His country. When Bishop travels abroad, presidents are begging to meet him. Only to see for five minutes, ten minutes. He was one country in Africa and then he was late to catch his flight. The president was begging, can you not just come and see me for ten minutes? Presidents want to spend 10 minutes with our prophets. Our prophets. 10 minutes. What an honor. What a privilege. 10 minutes. Can you not come and spend 10 minutes and just pray for me and minister to me? I tell you. But sometimes your own country. Why? Because they knew how you grew up. They knew the schools you went to. You know, they, know your, they know everything about you. So the respect is not there. What a word I'm preaching. Are you still here? Yeah. Number two, among your own friends, kin, friends, colleagues, classmates, age group. That is why in our churches, most people are about our age or younger than us. Yeah. Because the older ones, they say, oh, these, these small boys. I, I, do I look like a small boy? Sometimes I look like a small boy. I'm not a small boy anymore. I'm no more a small boy. You could have said that 20 years ago, but not now that I'm 72. You can't call me a small boy. You can't call me a I'm not a small boy again. I'm telling you, if I don't dye my hair, you'll see the white. <laughs> what a shock. Are you there? So that is why the few grown-ups in the church, older than the pastor, we only use, we, we, are, we, are, we are proud of you. Look at uh, daddy who is almost 90 years. The youngest man in the church. I went to his house yesterday and I saw energy and strength. Well, I asked him why he's so strong at the age of 90, almost 86 years as he's standing here. He will, he will pass for 59, I tell you. If he decides to get married tomorrow, 
He can easily have a child if you if you like if you like challenge him. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And he told me that these days, he told me his daughters, they're always serving him fried rice and this type of oil food. Said he liked contemporary, the raw one like that. No type of things. And I said that he'll be walking up and he'll walk everywhere. That's why he's strong. So if you're eating fried rice, you're eating toffee, you're eating all these useless things, you're looking at me. That's why you're becoming like that. Boom. You're, you're looking at me. Keep looking at me. But I'm saying, listen, I'm going to be ending shortly. I'm going to end before three o'clock. Now, listen. <laughs> it's a serious day. Tell everybody, it's a serious day. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, I'm telling you, when the person, you know the person very well. That your administrator was my classmate at Achimota. Him, I'm ordered and all this type of, it will make you despise the servant of God. And you will not be able to, it will not bless your relationship. Because relationships, my honor brings, I mean, honor deepens relationships. If you honor a person, it enriches your relationship. But if you cannot honor him, you cannot honor the, the person, your relationship that deteriorates. Bible says number three, the promise also, no, it's not only in his own house. In his own house. Most pastors' wives are not blessed. By their husbands. And my name is Bishop E.H. I'm talking to I'm, I'm telling you something. Most pastors' wives cannot be blessed by their husbands. Unfortunately. Because you know your husband's faults. You, have, you live with a man. You see his weakness, you see his fault, you see his shortcomings. So when you go to a place that people are, one lady told, one gentleman told me, the bishop, somebody invited me to go and preach. And my wife told me, ah, you, what do you have to say that they've invited you? That's what his wife told him. What do you have to say that they are, they don't know you. Why, why should they invite somebody like you? Most men of God, their wives are not blessed. And sometimes even their children are not blessed. You wonder why some men of God, their children can be wayward because they don't respect the anointing on their father. Yeah. I'm telling you. They don't honor the anointing on their father. They don't respect it. I'm telling you. And so, the children are not blessed. Their wives are not blessed because in the man's house, there's no honor, there's no honor for the man. That is why Jesus, he could not do miracles in his own city, his own country. He could not do it because they said, is this not the carpenter? Is this not the carpenter? Yeah. Amen. When you look at our mom sitting here, look, her son is a mega pastor in one of our churches in England. Huge numbers. I was talking to him last week on the phone. I mean, the check, I mean, but you see, if you're a mother of a, if you're a mother of a, a pastor, the man is still your son, but you must honor the anointing that is on your son. Can I have a loud amen? Like my mother honors me. My mother knows me as a, a man of God. It's a blessing. It's not that my mother should come and bow and whatever, but in, his, in her heart. That is why the Bible says that Mary, the reason Mary is so revered, 
is because Mary gave birth to Christ, but he saw Christ as, as, as her Lord. Christ was her Lord. Her son was her Lord. That is why Mary is honored and revered. Because he did, she did not trivialize. Because the, uh, she, the, the, the Jesus sucked my breast. Because whatever and so on. She is nobody. Mary, Mary knew that she has, been, she has been chosen by the grace of God. She was only a channel by which the Son of Man came. What a word. What a word. Are you still here? I'm saying to us today in this church, do not despise the anointing. There's anointing in this church. I said there's anointing in this church. Don't despise it. You know Bishop Pazzi. You know the pastors in the church. And all that, that is fine. But you see, even at your center, that your pastor who is trying to minister, see him as the gift of God between your life. That is how you'll be blessed. That is how you will be blessed. Is this not the carpenter? Is this not the carpenter? And Bible says that, and they mocked him, they made fun of him. And he could not, I'm saying, he healed only a few people. Headaches and then sneezing and malaria and then running stomach. That's the only sickness he healed. But the cripples, the raising of the dead, the major miracles, Jesus did not do it in his own city. He couldn't do it. Look at it. And he could there, he could there, he could there. Do no mighty work. Except that he laid hands on a few sick folk. A few. A few. The one who could walk on water. Who could feed 5,000? Who could let dead people rise? In his own city, he could not do many miracles. Except to lay hands on a few. I pray for us as a church. May we honor the anointing. As a ministry, may we honor the grace of God. Can I have a loudest amen? God has blessed our ministry, you did ministry, churches, with a very anointed prophet. Our prophet Bishop Doug is very anointed. Very anointed. And I pray for you that you will not, you will not despise the anointing, but you stand the place and honor the anointing on the gift of God so that the anointing can also touch your life and change your life. You know, shouted aloud, amen. In a few weeks, in a few weeks, it will be Galatians 6, 6 Sunday. In a few weeks, everybody in this church will have an opportunity to honor our prophets. Everybody. Tell your neighbor, it includes you. Hold the neighbor here and put it say It includes you. includes you. No, I said hold the year and put the year. The here is under there. Uh-huh, that's one like that. It includes you. You will have that privilege. Denitia, you have the privilege of honoring the prophets. I pray for you that you take advantage of that time. Take advantage of the oil. Take advantage of the season and honor the gift of God. If you can honor him, a certain grace will come upon your life. Stand to your feet, everybody. What a word. What a word. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Standing, let me give you the next person you must honor. You must honor your biological father. Amen. That is number five. 
honor your biological father and your biological mother. You should have said amen again. Honor the people that brought you into this world. Yes. You may be richer than them. You may be more educated than them. If they have used the money that they used to take you to school to educate themselves, they will be somewhere. But they made sacrifices for you. May you honor the people through whom you came into existence. Lift your two hands up high. And bless the name of the Lord right now. We'll continue next week. Everybody lift your two hands up high to the Lord. Lift your two hands up high. Jesus. Jesus. Lift your hands up to God. And speak to God. Speak to God today. Speak to God this morning. Ask God, God. Let honor be real in my life. Let honor be real in my life. Karonda Shiki You can honor your father and mother. Your days shall be long. Your days shall be long. Mako Karandi Baroka May God take ingratitude and forgetfulness. Now listen. Listen to me. We are going to pray for one minute. I want you to pray that Lord. See, two things that will make you dishonor people. That is when you are in, ungrateful and then when you are forgetful. Ingratitude and forgetfulness will not make you honor the person you must honor. Lift your hands and Lord, take away, pray, say, Lord, take away from me the yes. seed of ingratitude and the seed of forgetfulness. Take them away from me. Yes. Take it away from my life. Yes. Pray. Everybody, pray. Karanda ka kosiva. Rakondiri bahatoshi. Vakaba katomisa. Ziva kofra nisarabahato. Shkibaha kalande. Balura kinto mani fahata. Masuki kakato. Zibronda sakimo rorabata. Radu karani bahatoshi. Pray. 30 seconds more. Forgetfulness and ingratitude. Will not make you honor the people you ought to honor. Oh, lift your hands and speak to God. Speak to God. Lord, take that seed away. The seed of forgetfulness. The seed of, of, of ingratitude. Take them out of my life. Take them out of my life. 15 seconds more. 15 seconds more. Pray. Pray. Speak to God. Speak to God. Lord, take them away. Take them away. The seed of ingratitude. The seed of forgetfulness. Take them away from my life. Karonda ka kosibra hato. Bali korondi sabaha takandiza. Zubra ka rababapa. Bali toromaka faniri boshi. Zimako kadita sata. Jesus. Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. We thank you for what we have learned today. I pray that nobody in this church will be ousted. Nobody in this church will not be included in those who honor. I pray the grace to honor will come upon our lives. Yes. The grace to honor you as a heavenly father. The grace to honor Jesus as the Son of God. Yes. The grace to honor the Holy Spirit. The grace to honor the prophets. 
The grace to honor our fathers. May that grace come upon every life here. The grace to honor our mothers. May that grace come upon our lives, O God. In the name of Jesus, bless your church. Bless your children. Bless the young ones. Bless the old ones. Bless everybody here. And may they be partakers of the grace of honor. I thank you, Father, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Clap your hands for the Lord. Before we close, I want you to close your eyes wherever you are standing. For those of you who still have strength to stand. If you are standing, wherever you are, close your eyes with me. I'm going to pray with you now and then we shall close. I want to give somebody here an opportunity. Somebody, maybe today is your first time. Or maybe you've been coming to church for some time. But I sense in my spirit, there are some people here who are not born again. Your name is not written in heaven. Today, you can say, Bishop, pray for me. I don't want to die and go to hell. I want my name to be written in heaven. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want to be born again. If you're here this Sunday morning, you want to say, Bishop, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand and I shall pray for you. Lift your right hand up high. God bless you. Up high. I see your hands. Let it go higher than your head, please. Lift it higher, high, high, high. You want to say, today, this Sunday morning, I need Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to come into my heart and be my Savior. I see your hands up there. Father, thank you for these hands. I pray that today you rule and reign in their hearts. Now, if your hand is lifted, I want you to walk from where you are and come to me right in the front here. Come. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to wash away. lift your two hands in front here and let the whole church join us as we pray this prayer say with me heavenly father heavenly father this sunday morning this sunday morning i give my heart to you i give my heart to you i receive jesus i receive jesus as my lord as my lord and my savior and my savior wash away my sins wash away my sins make me your own child make me your own child i will serve you i will serve you i will follow you i will follow you i will walk with you i will walk with you the rest of my life the rest of my life today today i am born again i am born again today 
today. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I promise. I promise to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus and to walk with Jesus. To walk with Jesus the rest of my life. The rest of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. For hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He taught me how to watch and pray and a very special day for you. Amen. Today, your names have been written in heaven. Hallelujah. Our pastors here are going to talk to you. See, uh, the one waving the hand there. Pastor's going to there. They're going to talk to you very quickly, and then you'll come back. So, can you go this way, all of you? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy Sits on top of your enemies. 